everyone what selena and uh i am joined by x yeah yeah ho in the note is a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers every week we begin with a segment we call historical hoes and this week's historical ho isn't about a single person but instead about a place the Kandu Bar in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So I got my research from a bunch of sources. Reuters article, a wiki articles, I'm just going to list all of them in the bio. There's, um, I took stuff from the Empower Foundation, a story in PRI called Thailand, Can Sex Work and Ethics Mix?, um, a Chiang Mai City Life article, What Sex Workers Want You to Know, and then a Vice article, The Bar Owned and Run Entirely by Thai Sex Workers Collective. Uh, definitely, you should check out these links. They're uh, pretty dope, and I am so excited. So, in Chiang Mai, Thailand, down Loi Kuo Road, which is the main red light district, sits an innocuous little bar that is actually quite remarkable. The Kandu Bar is the first of its kind in Thailand, a bar cooperatively owned and operated by sex workers. The bar was created as part of a project by EMPOWER, which stands for Education Means Protection of Women Engaged in Recreation, and it's an organization based around the belief that sex workers should not be pressured to leave their profession because people mistake them for victims. Surprise! Hey! Sex tourism is a massive industry in Thailand where it is reported that around 300,000 people work in the industry, of, although of course we know many sex workers remain undocumented due to stigma, fear of danger in outing themselves, and many other reasons. So, the boom of this industry began in the 1960s with soldiers from the U.S. Army taking R&R breaks in Thailand while fighting for literally no reason other than stupid American interventionalism under the guise of fighting communism in Vietnam. So um, thank you to the Vietnam War for creating this industry. Soldiers went down to chill and get laid, and the industry rose to meet the demand. While Americans kind of synonymize visits to Thailand with the opportunity to purchase affordable sex work and also delicious food and beautiful places and all the other stuff, not to downplay that, Anyway, the laws around prostitution are vague. I've read from multiple sources that it is technically illegal, um, but I've also read that it is not entirely illegal. Uh, but it is very restricted and forced to operate under this on-site, off-site strategy. At so-called quote-unquote girly bars, patrons meet sex workers and are pressured to buy them a certain number of drinks. And then uh, they have to pay this rate to leave the bar, and then they go to a hotel or some other site to provide the actual sex role services. So, like, the um, patron is, like, paying so that the um, sex worker can, like, leave the bar. Like, it's, like, a fee because she's not able to technically be on site and work and sell drinks and blah, blah, blah. So that's how they kind of get around these things, um facilitating a sex work zone. Uh, the bars are notoriously shitty to their workers, similar to the ways that strip clubs are shitty to strippers in the U.S. They have restrictive policies on the appearances of sex workers. They take a high percentage of the cut for the services. They force patrons to pay for the time they are taking the sex workers away to provide their services. They punish sex workers who don't sell enough drinks. They force the sex workers to work seven-day weeks without holidays and a bunch of other stuff, and they also just don't qualify for basic things like health care and unemployment. The Can-Do Bar set out to right all of these abuses by putting the power into the hands of the workers. Oh my god, what a revolutionary concept. The sex workers get to keep all of the money that they earn from their sales, they don't have a drink sale minimum, they get days off and holidays, they work fixed hours, and instead of shifts of indefinite lengths, they receive... Uh, or they work, you know, eight-hour shifts. They also receive health care and other government benefits that workers in other industries get, and they had to work really hard to get that uh, added in. So a very cool thing. So 
In 2006, a group of sex workers and other Empower members pulled together about a million bot, which is the equivalent to $30,000 in U.S. dollars, and opened the bar. Their existence is in itself a statement that they can do everything their critics considered to be impossible. They also set up a mini-museum called This Is Us that chronicles the history of sex work in Thailand. So today, Empower has bases in several Thai cities, including Chiang Mai, Phuket, Bangkok, Mai Sot, and on the Myanmar border. In Chiang Mai alone, the organization does outreach to 239 different bars, massage parlors, brothels, and other places where sex workers are employed, offering support to about 35,000 women. It was originally founded by uh, Chantawipa Apisuk uh, Ping Pong, uh, that's the nickname of one of the, the women, that's her like name that she goes by, Liz Hilton, and a group, uh, Liz Hilton is Australian, but she's lived in um, Thailand for so long, and she's very fluent in Thai, so she gets a pass, and a group of other sex workers looking to provide a space for sex workers to own, belong, organize, and assert their rights to education, health, access to justice, and political participation. When it opened, it was visited by representatives from the Human Rights Commission, the International Labor Organization, and Thailand's Labor Ministry. So, surprisingly above board about this whole thing. CANDU was recognized as a model to address human trafficking by the United, or the United Nations Convention of Women in Geneva, Switzerland. While the bar isn't particularly profitable, that isn't exactly the point. The profitability of the bar itself is less important than the take-home pay, safety, security, and, you know, general legitimacy of the workers. So during the daytime, the space is used for community meetings, political action, and resource sharing between sex workers. Empower is politically vocal and has set out their core demands to all Thai political parties. They want the Prostitution Act, which the Prostitution Act, blah, 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 which criminalized sex work to be repealed, and they may demand proper and equal implementation of labor laws, general welfare for all Thai workers, and for migrant sex workers to be granted the same rights as domestic workers. So, uh, to follow this up, all of the articles that I read kind of taper off in 2016, and I was checking online, the bar is currently closed, but... I'm not sure if that's because of COVID or because the goal was to keep the bar open for a decade and they managed to, like they opened in 2006 and they were operating in 2016. Um, anyway, whenever you kind of Google it, it says that they're temporarily closed. So who knows? And um, if anyone who listens lives in Thailand or plans to visit at some point, please stop by the can-do bar for me or, you know, let me know if they're still in business because this is super cool. Also, if anybody is in power or knows about Empower stuff, also let me know. Drop me a line, as we say. Anyway, that is the remarkable story of the bar that really showed that collectivized sex workers really can do anything. Okay, so last conversation we had we talked a little bit about you getting into the industry how you wound up there but you didn't quite tell me about your first like off like solo show or was it solo or was it like a group of guys like where did you go what did it look like what happened so for my first private yeah your first private My first private was probably the that was probably the scariest scariest I've like felt yeah. going to a private. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was it was first of all it was in Long Beach. Okay. And it was for my best friend's sister. She was turning thirty. Oh. So it was it was her and a bunch of her hood rat friends. It was about thirty. <laughs> it was about thirty of them. And. You know, I know her sister, I know where she's from, and I know her friends. So, like, me being in a room with 30 of them alone, mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was definitely shitting bricks. I yeah. called every one of my dancer friends to come with me. Oh, really? I was like, yo, dude, I'll split, anybody. I'll split the pay. Like, 
come with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, just do this. But, you know, um, honestly, I'm glad that none of them were able to come with me because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that I need I needed to experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to end up doing that by myself anyway. Mm-hmm. So my first private. Yeah, I was in Long Beach. Uh, I caught the bus there, actually. Oh, I, was, man. I still I still wasn't driving. I was still, still catching the, the bus. catching the bus, hustling. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I had to leave probably at sunset to get there <laughs> oh <my laughs> on God. time. Uh-huh. I mean sunrise to get there on time. So yeah, I showed up, you know, this big ass duffel bag to this hotel in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I'm texting my best friend's sister. I'm like, Yeah, I'm here. Let's do this. So I get there, I'm at the door, her mm-hmm. best friend walks outside. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Proud Family, but the Grow Sisters, uh-huh. her, her her best friends, each of them look like each one <laughs> no. of them, each one of them characters. Oh my god! And her best friend that is such a diss. <laughs> her best friend, which was the biggest one, walks outside and it was like, "All right, so this is how we gonna do this? We got we got about thirty <laughs> girls in there. They all ready to tip you, you know. And you know, I'm I'm like probably a couple inches shorter than her, mm-hmm. uh, easily." 80 pounds lighter and i'm like um well i told <laughs> i told so-and-so you know my booking fee was 150 mm-hmm. um and she was like i yeah, yeah, yeah. like we heard you yeah i got you but <laughs> we got 60 bucks what you trying to do what <laughs> yeah like like oh that my that's she why i didn't hard hustle for one that's what <laughs> that's why i didn't want to come by myself for uh-huh, one yeah. you know what i mean and you know so i learned i learned a couple valuable lessons Shit. that day um <laughs> so yeah you know and and i'm already there yeah and, and you took a bus for however many hours exactly and uh you know i'm still you know i got that scared excited feeling so i'm kind of ready to dance anyway like mm-hmm. I, I like my energy's ready to take it there mm-hmm. um i was like all right but next time <laughs> next time <laughs> okay <laughs> money up front yeah totally um, and, and that's pretty much how i got to you know, asking for money up front because, mm-hmm. yeah. But good thing, though, I actually made more than what, you know, more than... Than what you'd re- requested fee. and stuff, yeah. But still, like, that's... I'm, I, I worked for tips. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, but it's like, you, you know, I mean, the whole thing of it is, like, you should just come in and be handed your fee to show up and exactly. then get the icing on top is yep. everything else you know right and everything just goes smoother there's yeah, and you no, shouldn't have to fight for it right there's no gray area there's no awkwardness it's just you know business is done now let's mm-hmm. just kick it let's yeah. have some fun yeah but yeah so they <laughs> they wanted they wanted it to be a surprise because the yeah she didn't the best friend didn't want her to know that i was there so they wanted me <laughs> to get dressed in the hallway of this hotel uh-huh um I was like, all right, cool. What were you uh, getting dressed as? If you look at my Facebook profile, also my Instagram, there's like this outfit that I made. It's like a cut off baseball jersey with like the with with this athletic Under Armour type deal. Uh-huh. It's it's like a like a sexy baseball stripper okay. dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sexy athlete. Yeah, baseball. Sexy athlete, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it worked out of bat. You know. Uh, it, oh, it, okay. Yeah, it, you came with a it prop. Went, it went. Exactly. Okay, it went. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting butt ass naked in in the hallway of this you know hotel, this really big <gasps> no! expensive hotel. Mind you, this is my first private. Uh huh. <laughs> they didn't show you to a bathroom or anything. Not, no, they wanted they wanted it to be a surprise. So, but not even like is there? There's no hotel bathroom. <laughs> mind you, these are hood rats. These are okay. Yeah, this is a no hood. offense to my hood rats. I love hood rats. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a little ratchet of nah, yeah 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 so they, they were like okay we want to like this this is what you're gonna do mm-hmm. you can get dressed right here i'm gonna come back in three minutes mm-hmm. like but she did bring me a shot though because she saw i was nervous so like she brought me a shot cool i appreciate <laughs> cool. it <laughs> so i'm in i'm in this hallway and this uh <laughs> in the back of my mind as i'm getting butt naked i'm just i'm just picturing this family of five just walking out seeing me stark ass naked uh-huh. and me not having anything to say <laughs> like, <laughs> like i can't uh, explain this <laughs> <laughs> this is what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> um so after i get dressed you know it no 
nobody actually came in the hallway, so I was actually able to get dressed. Oh, in, that's great. In, uh, well, in, what a relief. Right. In, <laughs> I'm not going to say peace because I was like, holy shit, let me hurry up, let me hurry up, let me mm-hmm. hurry up. Um, yeah, I wasn't able to – we call it tying off. It's just stimulating the the, – the, the, can I say like – You, part you can say whatever. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've already – Used other expletives, so you okay. feel free. So we call it tying off. It's you know we get the blood flow in our penis to uh-huh. get it at a you know cool little at a not soft, semi hard, yeah, hard, hard. Just yeah. you know it's it's not the, just fully right, right, right. <laughs> not fully right. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I didn't have time to do that, mm-hmm. and. I was like, oh man, they're really not gonna like me. I'm over here going limp. I'm over here limp dick dancing and shit. Uh, <laughs> so I was kind of like freaking out about that. But I went inside. I um, they actually loved me. They oh. liked me more than I thought they would. Aww. I was yeah. There's there's from my experience, dancing for different ethnicities. Ethnicities calls for it's a different level mm-hmm. depending on you know. Yeah. Which group of people that you're entertaining. Uh-huh. Like, and for them, I'm expecting, yo, know, get in here, take off all your clothes, <laughs> get on the bed, and yeah, that's that's kind of what I was expecting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, were you, you were expecting to, like, be pressured to have sex with them? I was expecting to be tossed around. Not, not sexually, but, like, I don't know. I don't mm. know. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then what actually happened? They actually, they, they weren't, they actually let me perform. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the girls kind of like irritated me. She was picking <laughs> up money that was already thrown and throwing it back, which was no. like, bitch, you over here recycling dollar bills. Girl. Like, stop it. Oh, stop no. It. And I she, hate that yeah, movie that, the most. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, the next lesson I learned <sighs> that night. I, I learned a lot. That, <laughs> With, with that one you private, like learn all of the things. Like, don't do that. Cash up front. Cash up front. Don't recycle. If don't if it's if it's thrown, don't between. fucking touch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but it, but besides that, it was actually a good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually felt a lot more comfortable than I thought. You and know, you said it was your sister's friend, right? It was. It was my best friend's, my my guy best friend's sister. Okay. So, do they know you prior? Yeah, we actually went to high school together and we played okay. football together. So did you know some of the people at the party? I knew like three people. Was it nice to dance for people that you knew or was it like harder to dance for people? That at you that knew? time, I was glad I wasn't, I'm just glad I knew somebody. Yeah, you know, okay, it, it yeah. Made me, it made sense. me not feel alone. It actually made me feel a little more comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, being in a room with people that I know mm-hmm. versus like, I don't know nobody here. Yeah, I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do, but you know, <laughs> knowing you know, being best friends with one of the women and being best friends with the brother of one of the women in there, it's like, all right, cool. Like I know, like, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna get too out of hand. It's gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's gonna get back to your friend or whatever. Nah, like, I just, I just, just feel like I know him. I know his sister. Mm-hmm. Like I know how far it would get. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So, did yeah. you have any fears about like? kind of coming out like as a stripper to these people that you knew i wouldn't say fear i would say i don't think they'd understand and they don't mm-hmm. you know what i mean just like i don't think i would if i was on the other side of the industry mm. like you don't you don't really understand the hustle until you're in it and you know where i come from that that town called fontana that's a not that, that's not really a town where strippers live yeah <laughs> it's it's almost like you know you go to school you go home you work at a factory or you just get a job you know what i mean uh-huh. it's not really a lot of like dreamers yeah out there versus living in la i'm not saying there's no dreamers out there at mm-hmm. all because you know that's where i came from yeah but you know f- going from fontana to la is a huge difference and you know me being a stripper in la is a lot different from me being a stripper in Fontana, there's a lot more acceptance in like, oh shit, oh really, huh, all right, or oh wow, I've never met a male stripper, now yeah. I have. Versus Fontana, it's like it's it's a fucking oh shit, <laughs> damn, <laughs> let me make a post real quick, woo, this nigga Skinner stripping y'all. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you know what I mean? It's it, 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 it it's a different reaction. It's not as like mind blowing. Yeah, because it's in L.A. It's like here people do it's, anything it's, and everything. Right. It's yeah. It's just another hustle in yeah. LA. Fontana is like, oh, nigga, you prostituting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that is like, you know, I don't really like that mentality, which is why mm-hmm. I never really moved back. I get it. Is, I mean, I'm from I'm from Oklahoma originally, so yeah, it's like you know that smaller town mentality. Yeah, it's very small town mentality, and it's like you know, there's only one way that people see strippers. You know, like right. it's not. Like, oh, like, this is a hustle, this is an industry, this is, like, you know, a business. Right. It's, like... <laughs> Thank you, Aless. It's, like, mm. Yeah, like, who you're selling your body to. Right. And I do get it. There is a, st- a stereotype, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, and it's not everybody. No. You know I mean, it's not every, it's not, just because you're a stripper doesn't mean this is how you, this is what you do, it's how you take care of business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean respect you any less than, you know secretary at a bank yeah yeah i mean you know there's all kinds of issues around perception with stripping and i think that things are definitely changing like because there's more visibility i think also male strippers are perceived a little bit different than female strippers too because like female strippers are seen as being exploited more male strippers are kind of like like they're playful sluts, you know, <laughs> like that Toys. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they're like a boy toy, you know, like exactly. he's just out there having fun and he doesn't want to settle down. Like that mentality, like that it's like, oh, he just doesn't want to settle down versus like, oh, he's being exploited and we need to save him. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. Cause like being a man, you know, like part of us, I just feel like we all like being, you know, that captain saver whoever you know, it's 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 a good yeah. feeling to be able to help somebody in a way that'll actually help them mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you know that's just yeah yeah <laughs> some guys feel like i will take on that role i'll take on the responsibility here yeah for your there's there's this like very like empowerment ish yeah can be i guess depending on who who the person is I would say that comes down to the person and what they're like, where it's coming from, where that. I mean, I think a lot of people are just well-meaning, but a little bit like misguided about what what they believe, you know, or like where it's coming from. Like, right. I agree. And they don't know people, you know, like once you start talking to strippers and knowing strippers and hearing their lives and stuff, you're like, oh, like. There's not just one story. Exactly. There's it's all not, kinds. Right. And I didn't I, I didn't hear these stories until I started dancing and I started talking to other dancers. I was like, oh shit, we got a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm saving my stripper dollars too. Yeah. damn. Yeah, exactly. We're not just blowing money and shit. We're not just doing all the drugs. Like, yeah. And also, not everybody's super sexually experienced. Like, that's exactly. the whole thing that people don't realize. They're like, oh, you guys must just, like, fuck a lot. Like, fuck all the time. It's like, not everybody does. Right, like, everybody right. comes at it at different levels. Exactly. And, you know, like, we come from all over, all walks of life, all education, all different races and classes for different reasons, education levels. You never know who's a stripper. Right, right. Real talk. <laughs> like, when I was in, when I was in college... <laughs> like no I would nobody in that entire school would know that I had to go to LA and strip right after class you know what I mean <laughs> it would make me laugh sometimes cuz I would I would sit in class sometimes and then you know I have ADD so like I'd stop every fucking 10 seconds instead of you know paying attention and mm-hmm. I'd look around and one of my moments I looked around I was like damn these these people have no idea what I'm about to do <laughs> in like 3 hours that's funny as hell. Yeah. I like that. I like it. And I and and if I bet they did, they fucking split their shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always felt that was that was it's like a little you, a little you know. cool little secret. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to go. I'm about to get off. I'm about to go off. <laughs> you finna go home and do homework. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. So I want to know a little bit, because you briefly touched upon this, but you were saying that there are different shows kind of depending on racial makeups of the crowd. Definitely. So how does it differ? Um, so through my experience, I've, I've 
come to through my experience I realize dealing with certain ethnicities they there's there's like levels if they're <laughs> I love my sisters but I mean for them seeing a black dancer it's like well no shit you know what I'm saying like what we 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 see this all the time uh-huh. like my like my I got family that do what you do, nigga. I'm trying to see something else. I'm no. trying to see what I. I'm trying to see what I don't see every day. Okay. So like the expectations a little higher with black women. Mel- yeah, with the uh, black women. Uh huh. Um, same thing with Latinas. Like they definitely would eventually want you to naked. They're uh-huh. not. They're not as pushy. Yeah. I would. Well, I wouldn't say pushy. They're mm-hmm. not like. As expecting, like mm-hmm. if you if you decided to not get naked, it wouldn't be any less of a good time. Mm-hmm. I guess Caucasian, the white people, <laughs> right, right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and by the way, this is not this is not. I'm not speaking facts. I'm not saying like this is just your experience. Exactly, just yeah. through my experiences. Yeah, and I've had different experiences with. Yeah, nothing is ever 100 percent right, right, right. the same all I'm the not, time. I'm not, There's always exceptions. Right, I'm throwing no stigmas at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But generally speaking, uh, going to, you know, like a white woman's home mm-hmm. or, you know, they, they typically wouldn't really care or want me to get naked, especially yeah. if they're if they're older, even at the club. Uh-huh. Like I've seen women who like their reaction would be different if they were to just see me dancing, seeing me have fun mm-hmm. versus me trying to be seductive and like come on to them, you know, mm-hmm. grab my crotch. Like they're they're a little more turned off by the direct, you know, oh. like. They're a little more prudish about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they just like to, <laughs> uh-huh. I guess I guess they want their imagination to take over. And you okay. just be the avatar for you know mm. their imagination, if you will. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, just, do you ever have Asian audiences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. They uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they just they just like it all. Yeah, you know? they're just in it's it. It's not yeah, it's not a lot of black people on that side of the world. So like coming yeah. to see. You know what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. It's like holy shit. Uh huh. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such an interesting experience. So you get like a lot of like Asian international like tourists and all like people who travel. Definitely, in. definitely dancing with Hunkomania. It's it's. I get people from all around the world. Mm-hmm. Canadians, they are the dopest people in the world. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Canada. <laughs> for, for real talk, real talk. Um, Russians, uh, yeah. Huh. I, get, I get people from all over. So how are you received since you're a black performer? And I mean, you know, like you mentioned on the site, they're showing the review and it's a lot of white guys or whatever. And mm-hmm. then the other funny thing is I talked to like white and Latino strippers and they have said, oh, like everybody just expects like a hot buff black guy to come in. <laughs> and then they see me and they, they have that reaction of like, oh, you're not that guy. But, like, what is your experience of the industry and people's expectations and how you're perceived? There is, being being a black entertainer, there is automatically a lot of expectation. Like, mm-hmm. if you put me next to a white entertainer, like, I have, I have a best friend. He's, like, my brother. His name is Trevor, and mm-hmm. he's white. <laughs> That's the very If you put me and him right next to each other, uh-huh. if... I were just to do some regular ass. I'm about to do the Dougie. Let me like like if, if mm-hmm. I were to if I were to do some regular ass like Busting me. hype hype dance two step or whatever, you know they'd be like, okay, that's cute, cool, all right. Mm-hmm. If my man Trevor were to do it, they'd make <laughs> it rain on Trevor because oh. it's a lot less expected yeah. for my man Trevor to, you know. Be able to that, do anything to have, have rhythm that. generally. Right, right, and <laughs> and he does have rhythm. Like he knows he knows you know what to do with it mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just a lot of expectation mm-hmm. it's it's a little more for me it's a little i wouldn't say pressure just you can't half-ass it because i've half-assed it and i've gotten half-ass results mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah being, being being booed is not it's not something that i want to experience too often oh wait have you been booed before I, i've i've been booed one time <gasps> in the five years I, I, oh I've no been wait, and i would honestly would say i would i i deserved it oh no wait were you performing alone or in a group or i was, was at a club oh shit <laughs> i was <laughs> this is almost like this is a stripper nightmare oh, getting yeah, booed off stage at a club in front of the homies and in front of no. in front of like girls you cute girls 
like just just it's just a nightmare. It's just it a nightmare. is a nightmare. It's it's horrible being booed off stage. But I didn't come prepared. Like I mentally I wasn't there. And it was just it was just a bad experience. Like I went out there with, you know, nothing. Wait, you didn't know a routine or like what was it? Um it was it was just last minute. I kind of I kind of took a hiatus for a few months of dancing cuz I was working a lot mm-hmm. and you know the homie hit me up for a last minute San Diego show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, cool. Let me just, you know, throw some shit together real quick." And uh that's it. I didn't have a, I didn't have any music. I just wasn't prepared. And when I went out there, I didn't look prepared. Ugh. And they don't like it. No. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so much pressure. I mean, as a female stripper, all of our dancing on stage is um, improvisational. So, like, we never choreograph anything. So, it's, like, so much pressure for you guys to have to, like, learn a dance yeah. and perform I mean, a dance and have it on point. Not really learning a dance. It's just, like, male stripping is more about confidence and control. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's you don't, you're not going to see a lot of independent male strippers that do choreograph routines every time they go up they're gonna do like they might have a little bit like mm-hmm. maybe a, an eight count of of some uh-huh. type of choreograph but their whole routine it's not gonna be a choreograph a lot of it is off the top and pretty much how you feel like mm-hmm. dancing for the entertainer i feel like is partly on how you feel mm-hmm. if you feel great you're gonna perform great and that's gonna resonate they're gonna feel that they're gonna see it but yeah, I wouldn't. I, it's not really about knowing choreography, just having body control, knowing how to stop, pop, mm-hmm. turn, like knowing how to move with confidence. Yeah, like that's that's the practice that you know us entertainers do for ourselves. It's all did, about control, and yeah. Did you have like prior dance experience? None. I was actually an athlete, so oh, okay. I, I did have a lot of body control just because I've been an athlete since mm-hmm. you know Pop Warner football to professional track and field mm-hmm. after college what did you study in college sidebar <laughs> um kinesiology oh okay yeah, cool. yeah. I, 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 I wanted to be a physical therapist oh awesome All right <laughs> so um being an athlete i already had good body control and i was flexible mm-hmm. and you know i growing up i just like to i like to dance i like to move i'm always hype mm-hmm. so I'm just, <laughs> I, I've just i was just an athlete with rhythm i guess uh-huh Oh, that's really cool. So, um, do you find that you get paid the same as your white counterparts or like white Latino counterparts? It, I would say it varies for everybody. Yeah. Like I've had great nights and they've had bad nights while I've had great nights. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and vice versa. It's, so you feel it's, like it's kind of equal overall? Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Like, I, and, and it also depends on the crowd. Yeah. You know, of course, if there's a large latino based group out there and there's a sexy ass latino dancer yeah who do you think is going to get most of the, most the latino of the guy yeah for exactly, sure exactly exactly uh-huh. like it's no it's no beef it's all love you know uh-huh. women are gonna pay for what they see they're gonna pay for what's familiar mm-hmm. just like with me if there was a bigger black crowd you know mm-hmm. i would get paid more which i typically would yeah because i would know how to interact? That's my people. Yeah, you know your people. <laughs> That's yeah. my people. I you know. Support I, your people. I know what to do. Yeah. Like, I know how to entertain <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's it varies on everybody. I wouldn't say I would say there's no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say there's no prejudice or racism, but I mean, I, I think that's there's a touch of that in in, in all industries. It used to irk me inside. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, you know, again, this is the entertainment industry. They're not going to pay for what they don't want to see. Mm. racist not racist whatever you know what i mean like if i went to a club with some ones i'm not gonna pay one stripper while i'm looking at another one you know what i mean i'm gonna hold my dollars until i get what i want yeah i guess that's true i mean it is all about like the personal experience of the consumer you know whatever they want right definitely you know you go to the grocery store you come for orange juice you don't just pick up apple juice exactly (laughs) As much as it's like, I don't like to boil it down to that, but in a way it is kind of like, you want what you want at the end of the day. Right. How do you feel about women touching you? I mean, of course, it's totally okay. Totally cool. okay? I'm cool with it. It's, it's, there's definitely a how, you know. Is there like what's, is there like a line, like the people that you, I mean, do you enforce a line? I've rarely had to. Mm. Like the only time I've actually had to be like, all right, you need to get, 
Like somebody get get her, get her. Uh-huh. You know, that she was belligerent and really just on something. She wasn't just drunk. She was she was feeling herself and she mm. was yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't like I don't like having my dick grabbed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like have you had guy people- girls look at me, I'm holding a I'm holding a dick. Oh god. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not yeah, I don't Yeah, uh, it's yeah. like that's not uh, Yuck. Yuck, <laughs> and, yuck too. And, and it also hurts and it's very unattractive looking for them. Yeah. So some I mean and, and again I don't I never react negatively. It's always with a smile. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, like I'm a man sometimes. You're like, 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 get her out. Right, right, right. <laughs> like 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 I might put some bass in my voice, you know, yeah. but I'm never like negative or disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh so I may I'll either just move her hand away, laugh, you know, be like, you know, just tell them I appreciate you and walk away. Mm-hmm. Next next group, you just fucked it up for your group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like keep her under control, Karen. <laughs> you lost. You lost. You're losing. <laughs> Sit her in the car. She's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you get propositioned by clients? Of course. My <laughs> the first time I was propositioned, it was it was actually from a dude. It was from a guy, and it was my first six months dancing. Mm-hmm. He took out three grand, dropped oh. it by my feet, looked at me, and was like, "What's good?" Whoa! How did you handle it? I walked off the stage. <laughs> oh man! Because, like, I mean, first of all, my man was like six, four, five, oh, like two forty. Oh, he's a big something. guy. Something, <laughs> and where we were wasn't necessarily the nicest part of town. Uh huh. You know, I'm by myself. No, you know, with a bus ticket. Oh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm like, yeah. Just that alone was like hell no, because what if it's like him and four other niggas yeah, that look like that? There's definitely that question of like what yeah. degree of safety right, right, right. can you expect. Definitely, and uh, and you didn't even know him. I mean, did you have any conversations nothing, with him at all? Didn't even see him. Didn't see him. He he walked up, tipped me a five, gave me another five, and then he dropped the bands. And what did you do with the money? I didn't take it. I just I you left just the left money it on there. The stage? Right. I mean, taking the money is is it's accepting is, the proposition. Exactly. It's a yeah. handshake. Yeah. It's yeah. It's saying yes. Oh. Right. And yeah. then this was uh this was actually before I've even done my first private. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you were still like very baby stripper. Exactly. Didn't even was, know like was, I mean uh, you this is before you learned about setting rates before and deposits and shit. Right. Right. So it was a uh, it was a hell no. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hell yeah. Nice. That was also when I wasn't dancing for guys either. My first, my first year, I was like, nah, I just went in, just went in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was still under that stigma of you know dancing for, performing for gay guys. You got to do some super gay shit, mm-hmm. which isn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, Live and learn. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so I was, have <laughs> so like, have you ever gone for it though? You don't have to if you don't want to. You can you can say For I sure. refuse. But <laughs> I I mean yeah I have I have like uh-huh. I've like I'm 25, you know, new at stripping. Mm-hmm. One of the sexiest women I've ever even talked to in person mm-hmm. comes up to me, and she wants to take me home. Like, Ooh. Yeah, she did. She offer you money. She took the position of of assuming that you know that's what I do. That's I was like I'd uh-huh. I'd have went home with her. Had she not pulled nothing out of her wallet, yeah, like that, I was that was a win for me already. Yeah, yeah. But you know, she already like played the card, you know. But she didn't actually. She didn't play that card yet. Mm-hmm. She asked me to come home or come, not come home, come to her hotel with her. Uh-huh. I actually, like stayed there for like three days. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, and she was from another country. Where was she from? Uh, anyway, she was from another country, mm-hmm. so of course, like you know, she's not really going off experience. She's new. She's uh-huh. thinking, she, you know, we gotta, she gotta pay uh-huh. for that type yeah, of attention. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess she monologue short. She thought I was an escort, uh-huh. and she paid me to. Did she pay you pretty just, okay? Um. Yeah. She. <laughs> so after we had had sex, like we talked a little bit. She mm-hmm. hopped out of bed. Put three hundred dollars on the on on the counter. Uh-huh. Got back in bed and we you know cuddled or whatever. Aw, yeah, that's so was, sweet. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. And you know we 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 were together for three days. Like uh-huh. I told her, like, hey, 
you know, I appreciate it. Like, you know, you didn't have to do that. You know, I would have been cool with it just being us. Yeah. You know, and she really understood, but like she came from a point of like respect. Like I respect uh-huh. your time. Oh, that's amazing that she was just being very right, respectful right. about it. Yeah. And you know, it coming from that place mm-hmm. also just made it like, damn. Yeah. It's like I get uh, respected and I got I respect. Res- <laughs> like I feel good. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I definitely yeah. So if you could you know, give yourself advice back, way back, baby stripper days. Baby stripper days, okay. What would you tell yourself? Practice more and look for more opportunities. Don't miss out. I've I've missed out on opportunities because I wasn't prepared, because I wasn't ready. You know, I've missed big opportunities. I've missed big money because I decided to watch TV instead of take my ass to the gym and go practice some dance moves or something mm. like that you know like i've i uh actually auditioned for chocolate city mm-hmm. and didn't know i auditioned for chocolate city till oh. like after the fact oh and i went to my audition and just unprepared uh-huh. wasn't ready you know i didn't i didn't yeah. have any set moves like it was every. it was just i feel like if i was ready for you know opportunities to come mm-hmm. things would be a little bit different Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a you know you live and you learn. You live and you learn. That's Definitely. always the truth. <laughs> so you're a father, right? Yeah. How old is your child? She'll be four this year. Oh wow, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a baby girl. Well, she's not quite baby. But <laughs> <laughs> she's my baby. But she's your baby. So, and you had her uh, kind of earlier on in your stripping career, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much when I was. In my first year, uh-huh. yeah. How has being a father kind of like you know affected your work and like how do you you know feel about being a parent and how do you um, like will you ever tell her about this? Definitely. Like, yeah. I, I don't think this is something I should you know hide. Of <laughs> course, I'm not gonna you know wave it in her face and be like, yo, I was, back in my day, I was. <laughs> And then, like, like not at all. Like, uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm definitely gonna approach this as a situation of, this is, this is how I was hustling. Yeah, you it's know, how you this put is, foot th- on the table. This was my business. This mm-hmm. is how I went about business. You know, I wasn't just out here wilding and having fun. You know, it, it is fun, which is, which is a bonus. You know, but at the end of the day, this is a business, and there's a professional way to go about your business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, just in case, you know, she decides she wants to be a dancer, you know, when I'm not around, when she's out there in the streets, mm-hmm. when she's at the club, you know, dealing with older men or whatever, then, you know, she knows how to handle it because I told her, mm-hmm. you know, this is, yeah, like I pretty Aww. much told her. That's so sweet. The better way to do about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, not saying that she's going to be a stripper, mm-hmm. or, but yeah, just tell her how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And I love being dead. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's it's dope. Mm-hmm. Like it's scary. It's, it's scary at first. For the first few months, it's scary. It's like, damn, am I ready? Am I ready? Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do? Blah blah. blah. <laughs> Money, finances, place to live. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah blah blah. Like you know, once 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 all the dust settles, it's 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 a really good feeling once you feel that love. Mm-hmm. You know, have a little munchkin, munchkin, munchkin that's actually <laughs> like part of you. Mm-hmm. And her looking like me is like, damn, I'm actually holding like a little, a little oh, me you. right now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, how it's changed me, or how it's changed uh, my career. I definitely have a have more respect for women. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm um, yeah. I just I wouldn't want anybody talking to my mom or my sister or my daughter in a disrespectful manner. You know, mm-hmm. for any reason. Mm-hmm. So I always try. And approach every woman with that type of mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's somebody's mama or, you know, what have you, somebody's daughter. Or just a person to be respected. <laughs> that too, definitely. <laughs> do you consider yourself to be a sex worker? Uh, what do you mean, define sex worker? So I define sex worker as like this big umbrella term that encompasses a lot of different things. So it's kind of like everybody from cameras and escorts and people who do like sexy photo shoots, porn stars, strippers, um, cuddlers, 
Uh, Are you talking about cuddling's a real thing? Because I'm a really awesome cuddler. Like I will cuddle, <laughs> cuddle, cuddle. Cuddling is an industry. Holy cow! Yeah. I, I've seen that on Facebook, and yeah. I've seen a video. I didn't think that shit was real. No, it's totally real. I, um, one of my good friends uh, is a cuddler right now, and she's just Holy been cow. talking about it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm a cuddler. <laughs> I like to cuddle. Yeah. So, so it's just generally the big umbrella term for everybody. And then I think of it also like, are you affected by laws that crack down on people in the industries, you know, like, right? or is your internet presence like under attack, you know, whenever you post anything that's like a little bit outside of the guidelines, right, like, right. you know, have you ever, you know, so one of um, my guests, like he recently lost his Yelp page because of the SESTA Foster ruling and stuff. Yeah, because wow. yeah, they took down a lot of people in the adult entertainer thing. So it's like if you've been affected by this, then you might just be a sex worker. But um, the other thing that I believe is that everybody can choose whatever title they want. You know, if you don't want to be that, it's it's, right. It's all you, you know? Right. It's not like just because, I mean, you say sex worker, I say male entertainer or exotic entertainer. It's, it's, it's the same, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's in the same glove. Yeah. And it's like everybody already already tells us like what you are, you know? Exactly. And plus, you know, they're going to have their own judgment or perception Mm -hmm. of it anyway. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so yeah, I I consider myself a sex worker. Oh, dope. Hey. Welcome to the club. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Do you have any vanilla job? Yeah, I'm a personal trainer. I teach group fitness. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you mentioned that, but I just... So, is it like nine to five kind of hours, or is it like... That shit is like three to eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> three a.m. No, uh, not three a.m. Mm-hmm. Four thirty a.m., eight p.m. Oh, my gosh. Those yeah. are like really long hours. I coach at uh, I coach at four different gyms. Oh, shoot. And I'm actually applying for a head trainer role at one of the gyms. Uh-huh. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd work more with the administration and work with the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be coaching a little more classes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely my, my, my day job. How yeah. do you manage all of these hours? Because it's like you're dancing. And that takes up hours of time commuting and preparation and being mm. there. And then you have all of your training jobs. And then you also ha- are a father. <laughs> right, right. How do you balance all of these things? Uh, well, my daughter, she's safe at home with my baby mother. Her name is Jojo. Mm-hmm. So she lives with her. I get to see her sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see her on a consistent basis. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we mean her. Our relationship is good. She just does, she just does not live with me, which, mm-hmm. which helps, you know, me have a busier schedule yeah um and personal training it's it's just part of my lifestyle you mm-hmm. know me being an athlete i never you know once an athlete always an athlete i still i still you know work out like i train i eat like i'm training you know what i mean like so that's always been part of my life so doing that for work is just part of my life mm-hmm. and and also dancing is something that i love mm-hmm. so doing what i love during the day then doing what i love you know at night gives me like oh yeah i want to do that okay for sure like i do get tired i still feel it um honestly sativa saves my life <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's i've honestly become a, a functional smoker if you will yeah it it allows me to not be sleepy Mm. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't wake me up, but it keeps me from getting groggy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It gives me that that high of you know I'm high, not sleepy. Uh-huh. So I can I can function high versus being sober and mm-hmm. like you know dragging my feet. Ah. And I also eat healthy. I drink my water, eat my veggies. Mm-hmm. You know. What else and, do you do to take care of your body? Because you must end up kind of sore and with sports injuries and all that like definitely i have a lot of uh old sports injuries a lot of scar tissue yeah um i stretch (laughs) i stretch i stretch i stretch for an hour at least every day hell yeah if i do not stretch i feel it so i make sure that i stretch um that's amazing that you stretch for a whole hour every day that's very dedicated uh, i mean it's it's like part of my routine one like when when covid hit and I was out of work. 
first thing I was doing, like I'd wake up, drink a tall glass of water, smoke, and then I'd stretch for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get my day started. I was, I was, I took the time to actually like stretch my body. And I love healing, like stretching and recovery. That's almost like what I'm drawn to. It's, I feel like it's my knack. I mean, that makes sense, especially if you're thinking, you know, being a physical therapist right. and studying kinesiology and all of that, like course stretching is integral to that definitely and i mean you know being this busy like you're you're not sleeping a lot so how are you gonna make up for the lack of sleep because mm-hmm. that's gonna affect your mental health it's gonna yeah, affect everything everything so how do you how do you how do you combat the lack of sleep versus you know the heavy workload Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just eating healthy, definitely. Like, veggies, I will... I'm a meat eater to the death of me, yeah. but <laughs> veggies. Every time you eat, make sure you have more vegetables than everything else on your plate. Mm-hmm. You can still have your chicken. You can still have your steak. Just make sure you got a salad with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that is what keeps me, you know, from, like... Sh- that, that's what keeps my body from shutting down because it's constantly getting the nutrients it needs to mm-hmm. keep going. It doesn't need to, you know, deteriorate itself to get the energy because I'm constantly putting it back, mm-hmm. constantly putting gas in my car, mm-hmm. you know, constantly putting air in the balloon. Mm-hmm. So that that also allows me to keep from getting super groggy and sleepy because I'm also, if I'm not working out, I'm in recovery. If I'm not working at the club, I'm in recovery. If I got a day off, my black ass is doing some type of therapy, some type of recovery. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that balance that I try and create. That makes sense. Um, do you, are you out in your vanilla job stuff? Like as a personal trainer? Yeah. 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 They know Pete, that you stripped Yeah. You. I mean, I'm not like, yeah, God, I'm a stripper. Woo. <laughs> I mean, I don't solicit, you know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they ask me what I do. I tell them I'm a dancer. They ask mm-hmm. what kind. I say I'm, you know, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a stripper dancer. I'm, I'm an exotic. <laughs> like I've had, I've had a couple of people from the gym come to the Abbey where I dance to see me dance oh, and so nice. show some love which yeah. is really cool you know I don't I don't hide it mm-hmm. but I don't I'm not super out loud with it those are two different industries mm-hmm. but um yeah if someone asks like yeah sure yeah that's what I do you know mm-hmm. so it's just it's cool and like people just you know they're pretty chill about it they're like oh I'm okay. sure I'm sure people have their opinions <laughs> like, just just like anybody else would you mm-hmm. know so yeah it's all it's all good. So I have maybe one last question. Okay. Well, oh, actually, I like two. So one, grooming. What are your grooming habits like? For uh, if you're dancing for somebody or if you're like going for a gig, do you like go all out like fresh cut, yep. fresh everything, respect, like, f- body hair, definitely, gone, like all of yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's like. Self-grooming to me is part of self-care and self-love. I take mm-hmm. that very serious. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, when I take, I make sure I have a, a gap in my day to cut my hair and shave. I need to make sure that I feel good so that I can respect somebody else's time to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I shave everywhere. I shave my balls. Uh Everywhere, it's everywhere, a hard, everywhere. hard knock life. <laughs> I actually, you know what? You know what? The cheat code to life is, which which makes it a lot easier, is Nair. Nair sensitive for sensitive skin. It's mm. it's it's a lifesaver. I it doesn't just, it doesn't hurt your bottles you or anything. You got to get the sensitive. You got to get the sensitive. I hint the sensitive. Cause yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, because it can it could be painful. I've had an experience with the uh, Nair on my balls, and it not really goes. Because so I mean, well. sometimes it'll irritate your skin too, and also the other thing with Nair is like it doesn't always get everything. Yeah, yeah, that is that is true. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like you need to take a break from Nair once in a while because your body will adapt mm-hmm. to you know whatever the fuck Nair is made out of. Um, so like I would do a month on, then I'll do a month off or a couple of weeks off. Cause mm-hmm. when I first started doing there, it was, it was when it was the hardest on my skin. It took my body uh-huh. a little bit to react. I would get the white bumps or, or I would, I would get, you know, sensitive, sensitive patches. Yeah. You know, not too bad, but just like, goddamn, right? Yeah. I am, I am fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, now like I've, um, looked up blogs on, you know, how to, best do nair because i've experienced after a while like it wouldn't work as much as good as it used to yeah. i'd still have hair and i wore or i wouldn't be as smooth uh-huh. and you know i've read that you know you there's you need to take a break uh-huh. or the longer your hair is 
the better nair works or like hmm. exfoliate before you use nair get all that dead skin off your body and loosen up those hairs soften hmm. them up and then and then nair and yeah so wow. exfoliate nair Make sure your hair is long. These are solid tips. Real talk, real talk. Yeah, this, this is important. This is important. Yeah. I when mean, I'm, hair yeah. removal is important. Because when I'm done, you know, with, with the self-care, the self-grooming, it's like, all right, it's showtime. As soon as I step out of my house, it's, mm-hmm. you know, mask on, showtime. Totally. I'm, I, mean, I'm, I, feel like I am my best self. I look good. I smell good. I know it because I, I did it to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you there, took the there, time. There you no, went through the ritual. Of exactly. It. There are no doubts in uh-huh. my mind about myself because I took the time to solidify my self-confidence. Totally. So, yeah. So, Showtime. last question. All right. If you could do anything to make your job better, more fair, safer, however that would be, mm-hmm. would you do anything? Like, is there anything that you would see to, that could be improved? I would like to see more dancers coming together as a group or a unit. I get mm. it. You know, it's just a very, like, self-employed type of business. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's out here to pay their bills. Everybody got, you know, everybody's out here to make money. But, like, I have this, not a dream, and also a couple of other dancers have, you know, felt the same way about this. Like, if what if we came together and we made our own thing. What if we put money up, rented a spot? Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you'll get these promoters who just want to make money off of you or they've been out the game for so long they don't know how it really works anymore or, like, they don't really understand it anymore because it's changed, because the, the demographics changed, uh, society's changed, you know, the way people see it, you know, changed. Like, everything's just different, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So actually having somebody run it and promote it from a dancer aspect mm-hmm. like it would just blow up yeah you know i mean like if, if we were to get female strippers and male strippers come together do this big ass event the same thing with, as, as what you were doing like, yeah. i was so hyped for that like yeah. I'm, so, I'm still hyped for that you know yeah what I mean? it's gonna happen it's gonna happen <laughs> kobe like, can't last forever <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like having that type of environment you mm-hmm. know i mean it's not like it's not a sex party but it's 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 positive yeah well it's just like you know the people who do the work and who run the industry who are the talent of the industry making the choices calling the shots promoting themselves owning the space and owning whatever money they make off of it exactly and then you know us you know enjoying the spoils together us building Mm -hmm. you know a relationship with each other just like with this virtual dancer you know just being online now it's like Mm -hmm. There's only so much solo stuff I can do. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to need some type of collab. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not totally. saying we got to, like, fuck on camera, but, like, it would be nice to have a beautiful woman. To sit in a chair and you can give the dance for right, her. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It, 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 it gives a different fantasy. Totally. Oh, God. It's like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, definitely. Like, us, us coming together is something I would I would love to see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have to take a quick pause for a commercial break. Skirt. It can be real hard to know which way is up and which way is down nowadays. Why? Feels like I'm caught up in a twister, the way the news media twists and turns the story. Now, I know you've heard a lot about a story recently about capitalism ending. And if you're like me, well, you ran over to your nearest TV and turned on ABC News, hoping for some real answers. What's it mean capitalism is over and what's going to happen to my money? I certainly don't know. I mean, isn't capitalism all about money? Well, I pulled out my old pen and pad and started taking notes. Now, I'm a simple man. I saved my money and hoped to build a future for me and my golden retriever. But now, it seems nothing is safe. Is this what communism winning looks like? What's going to happen to my retirement? What comes next? Tune in tonight at 8 to hear David Muir explain what happens now that capitalism is over. Only here on ABC. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and giving this amazing interview. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at x underscore the underscore entertainer you can find me on snapchat at i'm nice brandon i am n-i-c-e 
B-R-A-N-D-O-N. You can also find me on Facebook for Dom Flex. That's D-O-M with a space and flex. F-L-E-X. Subscribe, follow, like. Stay posted for, you know, OnlyFans content. You know, stay tuned for that. And uh, appreciate you guys. Oh, and you also have one more. You have your um, workout. Oh, my uh, fitness page. Fitness page, yeah. Which is via Instagram. And that one's going to be Mr. Underscore Skinner. S-K-I two N's E-R. 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 Awesome. So I am Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can follow Ho in the Know at Ho in the Know on IG as well. You can um, contribute to this Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. There's all kinds of great content there. I write a lot of stories about the club and other sex work that I do when clients. And also I've been posting erotica. So check that shit out. Please like, subscribe, comment, share it with your friends, share it with your mom, play it in your store (laughs) if you can get away with it. And have a wonderful quarantine, you guys. Bye-bye. More money, I want your money. I want more money. 